0: So, you're in the digital age, eh? Too cool for the radio. So you've downloaded this. You've actually chosen to listen. Sorry in advance, but here goes. Ellie and Bex. This radio station is one big pot of gold. It's time for Pick Up Fridays. To be sure, to be sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we like to compile every time that we get it wrong. Um, throughout the week.
2: It's quite a business, isn't it? <laughs> it
1: really is. It is.
2: It's kind of like half your day today.
1: Yeah, literally. He's putting this together. going through all the stuff-ups we've made. And I tell you, there's a lot, um, a lot of stumbles, a lot of just weird comments. Uh, and then at the end of this yeah. little package of Feck Up Fridays, um, an explanation as to why I personally have been uh, getting it wrong.
2: Well, for how long? <laughs> about here? Let's get stuck in.
1: All right. Ellie and Bex driving you home this afternoon. talking about? Sorry, I just choked myself
2: a little bit. I can take it if you want. I
1: have bites all over my body. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Literally. Bottom of it. No
2: pun intended. Burgers, their nickel and Way warana. I we said warana for some reason. Mm -hmm. How about we sling some uh, $50 voucher to Chips & Co. uh, eatery in Kiwana there? That's absolutely amazing. warana. I keep getting (laughs) Might, that's either way. We'll send you that fish and chips. Five four five double one nine one nine. The way this works in the coastal courtroom room, not womb. It's not one that's settled in vitro. <laughs> 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 is we need one call.
1: And uh, when I say we're talking about child exploitation, yes. does that make it sound really bad?
2: You know what's funny is so I was about to chime in there and give. Um, uh, you know, a, a, a shout out to Kiwana Surf Outlet, or maybe Harvey. No, no no, 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 don't mention. And then I was like, okay, now we're talking about paying kids to do stuff. Yeah, maybe yeah. they don't want their name no. in that same chat.
1: No. But hey, enough talking about me. Coming up next, I'm putting you under interrogation. Oh god. Interrogation. Is this um, sort of pick up pradas. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I'll put that. One. We're testing your brains because mm. your brains might not be being as worked out as they're used to in this isolation situation.
2: Is that, it, how'd you go there with that?
1: <laughs> what, that sentence? Yeah. Not well. <laughs>
2: On the weekend, because of four days of straight lockdown, we got a little bit trigger happy with each other, a little bit catchy.
1: You shot each other?
2: No, we had oh, okay, cool, arguments thanks. to the extent of. <laughs> it's
1: about a 99-year-old war veteran. Cap- Did I say that right? Yeah. War veteran. Yeah, back yourself. Thank you. Uh, Captain Tom Moore. That's what they used to call me on the dance floor—just a maniac. It is ninety-one point nine CFM. You're right; I am being really up myself today.
2: Well, if you realise it,
1: yeah. Okay, it's I'll, a I'll tone it back for tomorrow's show. Do you know what? Okay, this is probably. What, you, you know how I've been stumbling over my words a bit over the last couple of weeks? Uh, yeah. I've also been having migraines, and I was researching earlier today, and it turns out that a side effect of a migraine is stumbling your words.
2: You are neurologically stuffed. There um, is
1: a medical reason for it, guys. There's.
2: Several medical reasons for you, mate, but you'll be fine. Don't worry about that.
1: Oh, rough, ah. rough. Blame
2: science, I say. Blame science. Back up Fridays. True. It's
1: Fantastic. all on the migraine. That's it, the only reason.
2: Every Friday we do that. And if you've uh, missed previous instalments and you like your Fail Army, well, your radio version of Fail Army, you can grab them on our podcast.
1: Mm, I know. Ellie and Bex, just search that in any podcast app, your Apple podcast, Spotify, whatever you want, whatever you use, we will be there. Ellie and Bex. We were talking off air yesterday. Yeah. About like how we make up nicknames for people, you know, like yeah. I've got, you know, we've got Rocket Rod. Yes. Who's our boss.
2: Magic Mike, our entertainment reporter's coming up. Yes, well.
1: exactly. Uh, and so we thought we'd try and open up something to the people of the sunny coast. Yeah.
2: And we'll be honest, it's a bit of a Friday thing in that we are literally not sure whether or not this is going to work or not. Mm. Okay. It's just a little bit of fun, but we're going to need you to come along for the ride here. Okay. As always on this show, anyone who calls up goes in with a chance at winning 100 bucks worth of Italian deliciousness, thanks to Bella Venezia. And here's what I want, Chains. Here's what you want. Mm. What we want is a power couple.
1: (laughs) I don't think anyone's ever called us a power couple and probably never will.
2: Give us a call and we'll give you a nickname. Now, we promise (laughs) it won't be insulting. It'll be something different. It may stick. It may not. But I've been pretty good at them. Mm. um over the course of my 39 years so five four five double one, nine, one, nine. Mm. that's the number you need to unlock a nickname and let's be honest everyone who's anyone from scomo to madge has a nickname
1: <laughs> who's madge is it Madonna? madge from neighbors oh madonna's madge i was thinking madge from neighbors when she died that was so sad anyway sorry Or if you're into sports tried.
2: punter gilly Okay. Everyone who's got a nickname is going places. Well, it's a
1: very Australian thing to do. So, yeah. okay, my name is Ellie Chaney. What are you going to give me? Chano. <laughs> Okay, everyone who calls up, you can't just put an O on the end.
2: Yeah, you can. It's Australia. (laughs) Okay, we'll do better than that with you.
1: All right, what if Sarah Sanderson calls up? Well, I've got to know about
2: her. I've got to talk to her about, you know, because Sarah might be called Pigeon because she's got skinny legs. You know, you just never know. Oh,
1: okay, so we're going to have to ask some personality-based questions It's not just about
2: the name. Okay. Okay, so a couple of questions and we'll give you a a nickname and I reckon it'll stick.
1: Matt's in Maroochee River. How are you today, bud? Very good, thank you.
2: Are you excited <laughs> to get a nickname uh, from am. Ellie and I? Have you got one at the moment, I've got to ask?
0: Oh, uh, not really.
2: <laughs> All right. And, and well, most people, I would assume, go with the odd Matty or just Matt or that sort of stuff? Well,
0: last name's
1: Warn, so Warnie. Oh. oh. I mean, that's a pretty good one in itself. But Ooh. I suppose you've been overshadowed with the Warnie name <laughs> throughout for your whole life.
3: Yeah, it has. Yeah, why don't rub,
2: good. you just rub it in, Ellie? Well, it's no, that's true. That's about why
1: he's called this service, the nickname giving service, because so, he needs to be. Matty, do you up. mind
2: if I ask what you do? Uh, surveyor. Surveyor? And um, have you played sport in your time anywhere around the coast?
0: Uh, no, I used to play lawn
2: bowls. Oh, I've oh, oh, yeah, oh, got something, maybe. All right, you go first.
1: <laughs> Matthew Lawn. Not Matthew Wan. That's just a pun. A That's not a nickname. Bowler. That is not a nickname. Lorny. Okay. Lorny. Lorny.
2: Lorny. I like that. I was thinking high roller. So they're your two choices. What are you going to go high with? High
1: roller. Because
2: they roll. Oh, I'd right? have to go with Lorny. Yeah, the
1: big Lorny. <laughs> <Launie. laughs> yes.
2: All right, Lorny, you champion. You are in with a shot at winning 100 bucks to spend at Bella Venezia, which is an amazing place for Italian in Malulaba.
0: Sounds good.
1: Catch you, Lorny. Thanks, Lorny. All right, let's move on to Joe from uh, Markula. Joe, how you doing, bud? You ready for your nickname? Yeah, you go ahead.
2: Is this Joe the
1: pest controller? That's
2: me. I've I've got one for you straight off the bat because we've we've (laughs) had previous dealings with you and you're a good man and you're keeping uh, a lot of bugs and whatnot out of people's uh, places at the moment. I'm going to go with the vaccinator. Very, very topical at the vac- moment because <laughs> he kills bugs. I like it. The vaccinator. That should be. That's your new business name too, Joe, by the way, I reckon. The vaccinator. The vaccinator. What Don't that? wait 12 months. Kill the bugs now.
1: What about, like, Joe Blow because you blow the pests away out of the roof? Come on, Ellie. No. You just, you just bought a plastic I, I... fork to a gunfight just there. <laughs> Fine. We'll go with the vaccinator. There you go, Joe. You happy with that? Absolutely. Thank
2: uh, you. <laughs> what did you just call him? You just called him oh, Joe. Sorry,
1: sorry. There you go, the vaccinator. Peace a lot, there's, out, a vaccinator. Lot of, there's a lot of syllables in Joe, there. Joe, can you give lie. us a,
2: a vaccinator out and then just hang up the phone?
0: This is the vaccinator and out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ellie and Bess. This
2: is a, a very interesting moment for me because yesterday, uh, I think it was changed, we got my lovely mother. On mm. the show. Um, she was adorable. To explain her habit of giving me backhanded compliments on Facebook and Instagram. Mm. And anyhow, what that. Well, well, I guess you and I didn't know what we'd just set off in my parents' household between the two of them. Because my dad, a little bit of history, uh, in the 15 years I've been on air or so, he's been involved with every one of the shows. And he's a little bit of. Not fame-hungry, but he loves being on air, you know? Oh, <laughs> well,
1: sounds like the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree there. Not
2: really. Although, as he <laughs> progresses well past his 70s, he's starting to get a little bit more loopy and a little bit uh, more free-range with what he says. <laughs> Anyhow, yesterday, apparently, he was just, you know, like a bloke, who, a kid who someone had stolen his puppy because mum got on air and he didn't. Right. So, I did my usual thing, which is I called them and confronted them about the situation. It was apparent that, you know, dad had the sads, and I said, mate... Really simple. If you want to be on the show, you've got to bring some value. You've got to do something.
1: Exactly. Let's just offload some, you know, five minutes of our show to and outsource it. I like that.
2: So I reckon this will make us the only show on the sunny coast and probably the only one in Australia who has a 70, what, was born in 1948, (laughs) 72-year-old, nearly, 72-year-old male entertainment and gossip reporter.
1: Oh, I love this so much! He joins us now. Hello, what do we? What do we even call you, Michael? Do Magic you a, Mike. Magic Mike.
3: <laughs> Hello. Am I on? Am I on? Yet? Dad, you're on. Your, Dad, you're, you're, you're on. on. You're absolutely oh on. So
2: you know that Magic Mike were a strip, um, a bunch of strippers, male strippers. So of course, really? he knows
1: that? He's an entertainment Did... reporter.
3: He's seventy-two, Hello, mate. For anyone to join. I mean, you know, I've, I've got a lot of time on my hands now. All right.
2: I've given you the task overnight of um, finding stuff useful in pop culture, in, um, you know, stars, gossip, hype, that sort of stuff. Uh, oh, what have God. you got?
3: Um, well, um, look, there's this woman called uh, uh, Claudia Schiffer yep. and and she was really famous uh, like when I was a bit younger too. And and, and the thing is that at the height of her fame, she needed a security to guard her underwear. What? Because, yeah, this is true. She, look, there's a report um, in LA UK magazine mm-hmm. uh, last month where she said, "said when I was out on the runway, I'd come back and constantly find my underwear would be gone. What do you think, you know, about,
2: what do you think about that behaviour, Magic? Um,
3: yeah, who? <laughs> that's you. Oh. That's,
1: that's, that's your nickname. That's your, that's your name. entertainment nickname.
3: What do you think oh of- right! what I think about it, yeah. oh, it's quite normal. She was, she was, uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, all right, okay. Well, I mean, He's still my dad. He's still, is- my dad. He's still my dad. He's still my dad. All right, Magic Mike, but you've the, got but surely
2: the thing you've is got- you couldn't you, you couldn't have heard as he might slip under anyway. <laughs> <that's-> that is <laughs> in no way legal, kids. So don't, that's not a defence. Uh, Magic Mike, what else have you got from um,
3: well, the world of, well, uh, of celebrity? Well, the other the other thing I've got is well, I've got a few things, but. um I was a real fan of the Beatles when I was younger. We're In a hit fact, music um, station, man I,
1: know, I love that all the stories are not really breaking well, entertainment news. They're from decades. Ago. <laughs> well, I,
3: I, I went. I, I, the Beatles. Thought, no, no, no. But there's something. There's something because Paul McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is. He, he, he's been saying. He's been saying that um, you know he, he loves the Rolling Stones. He said, but. The Beatles are better. And also what he's saying is oh he's saying the Stone the Rolling Stones imitated the Beatles all throughout the 1960s. So yep. Is that is right that up. is
2: that the is that Please. the 100-year-old person equivalent of shots fired? Is that what's <laughs>
3: happening there, dad? Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, these, these these bloody Stones, give me a break. You know, they the the the, the Beatles did Sgt. Pepper mm. and the Stones did this psychiat, psychedelic album called Dick Dickwad or whatever it was. It wasn't I don't know. It definitely wasn't called Dickwad. <laughs> no, but, but it, it, it was junk. It was It was rubbish. It wasn't really good. Okay, great, great, great.
1: So, Magic Mike. How would you compare the Beatles to, say, One Direction?
3: Um. um anyway, next question.
2: Um, <laughs> who, who, who's your favourite artist? Direction? Who's your favourite artist that we play on CFM? Um.
3: Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> That's anyway. not an artist.
1: <laughs> what are your thoughts <laughs> on uh, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth splitting up?
3: Uh, I think Miley Cyrus is quite an attractive woman. Oh, don't what nice. is it with you? All
1: right, you're seventy-something she...
3: and married to my uh, mother.
1: She's you... no Claudia you... Schiffer, though, right? <laughs> No,
3: poor, no. <laughs> uh, But course, um, but, but no. Uh, but anyway, look, just quickly because I know you're going to kick me off soon. You know that, that, that Harvey Weinstein? But, hey, um, oh, wow, we can't wow.
2: go
0: there. <laughs> and 91.9. The other. You are
1: old and you are wise and we've been over that a bit on the show this week. Yes. We've been uh, putting the call out for the kids of the sunny coast to just ask you, Uncle Bex, their burning questions because really their parents need a break. They're stuck at home with them all day, every day at And the you know
2: that the one thing I want more than anything in the world is to become a dad.
1: Exactly. So like, you got to get
2: some I, practice. I can't wait. And so anything I can do to hang around these kids to maybe pass on a little bit of wisdom to these little tackers, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it, you know what? I mean, if our boss is listening, if Rod's listening, if John's listening, don't pay me for this bit. <laughs>
1: okay, pay but me because I had to get all the Deduct questions three and minutes, in, so Adam, my pay. I'll I'll take that. And pay me for the bit
2: before where I forgot to be on air. Yeah. But <laughs> that was,
1: that was, that was, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, let's get underway with today's kids' questions for Uncle Bex. Yes. This um, first one comes from the cutest girl in the world, Tess.
0: When they're making almond milk, how do they milk the almonds? <laughs>
2: Oh that is. I, I actually am paralyzed by cuteness right I now. Know. I don't know that I can answer. I reckon they squish them like like grapes, darling because if you if you squash an almond, if you were to smash it with a hammer, there's a little bit of moisture there, right? So mm. I reckon they need a lot of almonds and they probably lengthen it. That's what they say when they add more water to stuff. So they'd probably add a little bit of water to it. I don't know. Either way, you shouldn't really be drinking that stuff.
1: I know. It would, how, I don't yeah. know how old Tess is, but if she's drinking if the she's, almond milk she, already, if good if on her. If she's having an
2: almond milk latte out of an avocado, we need to get her parents yeah. on. Just quietly. But, yes, she is cute. Love you, Tess.
1: All right. Uh, a bit of an abstract one from Charlie. Will the dishwasher be broken forever? <laughs>
2: Are you referring to your old man or are you referring to the... I know, the,
1: that's the thing. Who Charlie, knows what that, she
2: means? That is a fair question. And if it is, you know what? you just got to roll up your sleeves, bit of hard yakka, okay? Doing the dishes never hurt anyone.
1: My parents used to say we didn't have a dishwasher and they said, why would we get a dishwasher when we've got four? As in the four kids that they gave birth Sorry, to. Sorry, whose
2: segment is this?
1: Sorry, I'm just... Thank I'm you. helping you out because I don't think you did a good job of that Thank you, that yes. Okay, finally, here's one from Quinn. Why is my mummy not wearing... Makeup and going to work every day. This could take a while. Quinny.
2: Mummy's not wearing makeup because she's beautiful and she doesn't need to. Oh,
1: you're not not her dad. She's
2: not going to work. You're her uncle. You're not. She's not going to work. Are you hitting on your sister right now? Because of the economic impact of a global pandemic started in a wet market in China in a place called Wuhan.
1: Much more accurate. Thank you. Thank Thank you you very much. If you or your kids have got any burning questions, feel free to send them (laughs) in to us. 919 CFM. Uncle Bax. I feel like we should bring it back next week. I don't know. I'm down. Yeah? I'm down. Ellie and What A news report floating around this week, Bex, about a new app that the government's introducing uh, to
0: help trace coronavirus, Alison. We could be forced to download the COVID-19 tracking app to get out of lockdown. We're being told 40% of us need to download the Trace Together app for restrictions to be lifted. But PM Scott Morrison has refused to rule out making it compulsory if that doesn't happen. I
3: know this would be something they might normally do at, at, at an ordinary time, but this is not an ordinary time. And it's, if you download this app, you'll be helping save someone else's
2: life. Yeah, maybe that might be so. But many people, just like me, are really starting to question whether or not having an app that knows exactly where we are and exactly who we talk to is an invasion of privacy and really necessary under these uh, these current times.
1: Yeah, so we thought we'd get someone who knows more about this app than we do on to have a chat Which about is pretty it. pretty much anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could have got the
2: gardener, but we went straight to the top. Uh, this man's published on the actual issue uh, from The Guardian, Josh Taylor. Hello.
0: Good afternoon. Uh, I, I will, will say up front, I don't think that they're going to be collecting location information, so I think we can probably be not less concerned about that. How does it work? Uh so you know you know if you've got like a, a wireless headset for for your phone, you've got like a a watch that you have connected to your phone, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That uses uh Bluetooth and they're basically using that communications technology to be able to pick up anyone that you're in contact with who's within maybe, you know, two meters or so and you spend more than say fifteen minutes with them, which is what the contact period is like for um, transmission for coronavirus and it'll log all of that with like anonymous ids and then if you then later on turn out to be positive for coronavirus, The government will get a list of all the IDs of people you've been in contact with and then we'll be able to call those people up and say, hey, someone you've been nearby has tested positive for coronavirus, you probably should come in and get checked.
1: So if if I were to find out that I had coronavirus, would I then enter that information into the app and say, look, I've got it, and then it kind of does its thing to notify everyone? Is that how it works?
0: The government will have a relative amount of control over uh, the fact that you, you can upload and say that you have coronavirus. There's still a lot of um, confusion about how this app will actually work. It's, it's very similar. So they've got an app like this in Singapore um, that we web based ours on but the Prime Minister said they're working on more privacy controls and things like that to make it a bit more better for Australia but we haven't actually seen that yet. Still. Josh,
2: you know when something like this comes up that the people are going to come out of the woodwork and start talking about it being the government tracking us and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Uh, what guarantees do we have that data can't be unencrypted and uh, leaked to the rest of the world or perhaps uh, my wife finds out that i've been visiting kfc too many times <laughs> i think she already <laughs> um,
1: knows
0: mate <laughs> the way that they've designed the system it's kind of anonymized and it kind of deletes after 14 days and it's it's all encrypted and installed on the phone uh and then only uploads if you need it to upload and then it just deletes automatically i think that is a good privacy thing but i think we need to see a lot more from the government in terms of how it will actually operate and and maybe even just get some some independent uh you know, security analysts to have a look at it and make sure that you know there's not anything nefarious in it that we need to be worried about.
1: And I suppose you'd want to guarantee that the government's not going to use your information for other purposes as well. I mean, Are I don't, you? I don't know enough about the world of hacking and how they would use yeah. it, but you know, you'd like be if a they...
2: great, You'd be a great <laughs> hacker. You can't even remember your work password. I know. Time, so. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> well,
1: if in like well, a year's time the government's like, I'm going to use Ellie Chaney's information for something, then yeah. that's probably not ideal.
0: I think it just depends on how it how it's actually rolled out. I think you know if. If, they, if the government wants to know all the people that you've been around in a 14-day period, you know, two years from now, that's probably relatively useless information. The problem yeah, with all true. of this ends up being what they can do when they add up all the information. So yeah. they've got this information on you, what information have they got you from MyGov, uh, ATO, and stuff like that. So I think there needs to be very strict privacy controls in how this information is used. Mm-hmm. And then basically the government needs to set out saying we're not going to use this data for anything else. And once the, the pandemic is over, it is all deleted and there's going to be no of Whatsoever.
2: And Josh, how uh, long until this thing uh, realistically um, is on Australian phones?
0: I reckon in a couple of weeks. The government said they'll probably need a couple more weeks. I'll be very interested to see if, if it meets that deadline and, and actually what it looks like. I think, I think it does have the real potential to uh, help the country and, and potentially help us start easing up some of the restrictions that we've got on us now. I, I just think that they need to go about developing it in, in an open and transparent way to get as many people as possible to be keen to take it up.
2: I genuinely feel smarter for the last five
0: minutes. I know, what it We've never had a
1: tech chat on this show before, Bex. What a big moment for never the had a, show.
2: Well, we've had probably two or three other qualified journalists, but yeah, it doesn't happen that often. Josh Taylor <laughs> from The Guardian. Love the publication. Catch it online. It's uh, yeah, very yeah. reputable. And, and uh, thanks for putting it into layman's terms for us, uh, what this app, this tracking app means. No worries, Thanks for having me on.
1: Well, after all that, I reckon I'm putting my hand up. I'm going to download it.
2: Yeah, I still feel a little bit icky, uh, yeah. to be honest, but I'll probably come around to it. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Okay, 545 11919. would you download the Tracker app? If it came out today and everything, as we've just discussed, happened, would you download the Tracker app? Yes or no? Do you think it's a, an invasion of your privacy or do you think like Ellie does, well, you know what, the Prime Minister wants it, so we should do it.
1: Yeah, so- if it's going to help, why not? Steve's in Coolum. Steve, what do you reckon, bud?
0: Mate, bring it on.
1: Yeah, you're keen
0: for it. Mate, I, I tell you, um, just as long as we're assured that you can actually delete the app completely from your phone mm-hmm. when the crisis is finished.
2: Yeah, one of the good things Josh brought up, I think, was, uh, and I hope they take this on board, if we're talking about a 14-day cycle, i.e. have you been around someone in the last 14 days, on the 15th day, it just, it, it just wipes.
3: You know what I mean? Or, a life
0: or, or something. but just, just as long as you can actually, like I've got apps on my phone that I want to get rid of, and I can't get rid of them completely. I haven't figured it. I'm old, <laughs> so this one is going to help me, um, may maybe track some of the dirty. Millennials
2: and hang around. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dirty millennials, uh, Ellie, what do you think of
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I guess I guess I fall into that category. Um, when you say dirty well, millennials, do you mean young people with coronavirus, or just?
3: Well- yeah, because they're
0: not—they're not, hey, not going to die like me. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, so if I'm—if I'm—if I'm, if everybody's got it, and the government can tell me that uh, I've been hanging around with someone that's got it, yeah, hey, good luck.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, good I luck agree. I tend to agree with you very much there, Steve. I think you know if it's going to help lift our lockout laws and. Um, you know, all it takes is a bit of cooperation from everyone. Why not? Let's end this thing. Yeah, I'm with you, bud. All right, let's move on to Olivia from Tawanton. Olivia, what are your thoughts on this government tracing app? Well, it's okay by me because I've got a Nokia 6210 yeah. and I can't download it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. You're too busy playing snake to worry about anything oh. else. Am I right? No, I don't even have that. What? How uh, does it? it would, I thought
2: they turned off all the old phones because of the analogue network and that.
1: Mine still works. Really? Okay. So, do you feel like you'd be kind of missing out if everyone else has got this app? And you know, no, and, I don't feel oh. like I'm missing out from having a touch phone. So it, it's not yeah, yeah, to
2: so <laughs> I, I was just going to say, let's just do the math quickly. The yeah. lady's, uh, you know, lives in Toowong, so she likes to be out of the hustle and bustle, and she's got a Nokia sixty two ten. Do you think she gives us stuff about an app that's going <laughs> to <Well>, track her? <laughs> I
1: mean, it's if it's an app that could tell you whether you've got a deadly virus or not, then maybe. It? Not, interested. <laughs> not interested.
2: Not interested. Not interested. Still not interested.
1: Still not interested. <laughs> Fair enough. So what can you do on your phone just out of interest? Yeah, like, That's a very I good question. I can make phone calls. Yeah. And I can accept phone calls. Okay. And you can also I beat can someone to death text. with it too. But if you send me little um icony things, what are those little- um, Emojis? called? Yeah, those ones. Yeah. I get little square boxes. Hey, all do you, right
2: I, You don't have a camera on it either at all.
1: I do- but I can't send the pictures to anybody.
2: <laughs> what do you pictures you will you be talking it on. <laughs>
1: It'll only hold eight pictures. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Blast
1: from the past. Oh, do you live in like that a, a, a bunker? What do you, is that That's the only old school thing about your life or is there more? Do you have the internet at oh. home? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> do you? Okay. Just, I don't know. I don't know where to draw a <laughs> No, it's just a mobile phone. That's all I need it for. It yeah. is a mobile telephone. That's what it is. Good on you. It makes you more in touch with nature. And I feel like living in wanton <laughs> that's a does. good thing to have going for you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for giving us your thoughts today. No problem. You have a good afternoon. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. Let's go back to prison. What's this about? Now, earlier in the week, I took you to jail. For a, yes. a couple of minutes. Very um,
2: hostile. While I
1: interrogated you about the fact that you had been doing so well at riding to work every day, you've been getting, you'd been finding your thirty. Yes. Um, exercising, and you're on this new health kick. Except I noticed that uh, a few things were different, and you, I, I deduced. I, tr- I drove in that day because yes. I had to bring. Heidi, toilet paper—an awful, awful excuse. Um, but we got past that, and I was like, "Well, ah. do you know what? I'm still proud of him for riding to work each day." Thank you, regardless. And not only that, but you've been on a diet this week as well. Yes,
2: yes. And
1: um, you've been—you've oh, been pretty good. A little bit hangry at times, but that's to be expected because the calorie intake you had was far too low. My
2: wife has organised these meals for us, these delivered meals. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need it. I want to be super clear on that, okay? It's clear that this is an us (laughs) thing directed at me. They are the size of a mouse's left agate, these meals. They are tiny. They are tiny. They've got things like cauliflower rice in them. Give
1: me a bloody steak. But it's good for you, man. We're in lockdown at the moment. Everyone wants to come out of lockdown no. shredded. I've been doing my F45 workouts every morning. But these morning. things are tiny
2: and I'm allowed two a day and I just walk around the rest of the day miserable wanting to, like, just punch something. It's crazy.
1: Okay. Well, before you get violent and start punching things, no that's part of the reason I've broken uh, punch brought, you with you, love. brought you back to, to prison... Um, today. Yes. When I arrived, I saw you, you know, went in to say hi, saw you sitting at your desk and. Yeah. Um, Noticed I was
2: in before you, as usual.
1: Yeah, well, I know. I'm working from home, socialised. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> from your pool. <laughs> yeah, okay. It
1: was 30 degrees today, mate. I was not getting in a minute before I had to. Carry yeah, on. I get in and I see you at your desk with what? My computer. Yep. Um,
2: just lots of knickknacks. I have a bit of a messy desk. Um, By
1: knickknacks, do you mean food?
2: Okay. All right. I was eating a ham and cheese croissant from Zarafas.
1: A, a ham and cheese? Do you know that a croissant is made up of pastry? Butter. Butter. Yeah. In each layer. And it was delicious and I don't regret a thing. And cheese. Cheese. Just and fat, ham. fat, 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 fat,
2: fat. Oh.
1: And uh, what was the drink you had?
2: I have had a, a frappe. <laughs> I have had a, one blended with ice cream.
1: Mate, I am locking you up. What's You've the broken your this? diet. I hope You're your just, wife's listening to this. I'm sorry. In the rundown, we were supposed to be talking about sport. Look, I'm okay? here. Okay, you
2: lured me on the promise <laughs> of footy, and then you give me this crap.
1: I am here to support you, whether it's uh, by giving you some tough love or not. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I want you to be healthy, but, you know, I want you to get through this. So, as of this weekend, I yes. want you to send me a photo of every single thing that you put in your body, please. Okay.
2: I've got to find some weird food now. (laughs) Send you a photo of a bat. That might freak you out.
3: (laughs) Ellie and Bex.